Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 24-year breast cancer survivor, certified life coach, and the author of my new book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. It's available now on Amazon. Woohoo! How long have we been talking about this? <laughs> I know it. It's great That's to have awesome. it there. <laughs> and my name is Becky Olson. I'm a four-time, almost 22-year survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker and the author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And, you know, today we're going to do something kind of special, and this is in honor of Valentine's Day, and this is going to be kind of an all-week sort of thing, but we've invited some special couples to come on our show and talk about their relationship through their cancer journey. And we know that sometimes cancer can completely dismantle a family, and it's that's tragic when that happens, but, but these couples that we're going to talk to today manage to grow closer during their cancer journey. So we're going to start with our husbands. Um, my husband, Vern, and I started actually dating several years after my battle um, with breast cancer in 1993. We started dating in 2000. Um, so he didn't actually have to watch me go through that crazy time when I was actually going through chemo and all the surgeries and all that and the hysteria that goes along with, with cancer. But he has been with me ever since we met and um, before we actually launched Breast Friends. So, um, hi, honey. How are you? <laughs> hi, Vern. Good morning. <laughs> he's sort of he's sort of honey to everybody when he walks to, his office is right across the hall from our studio where we are today every time he walks down the hall we say hi honey <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah I, i'll say hi honey and then three other people say hi honey <laughs> so it's pretty cute so anyway um <clears throat> i just wanted to talk about briefly dating after you have gone through the whole mastectomy craziness and kind of I kind of took a very upfront approach I don't know if you remember Vern but I think it was probably the very first time we talked um I it was just kind of like who I am I'm a breast cancer survivor and it didn't scare him off luckily (laughs) (laughs) so so I know um I, I don't know if you've even talked about how that made you feel at the time. I think having a daughter was might maybe scarier than <laughs> <clears throat> uh, that's true. Well, you know, I think one of the things as we age we recognize recognize the fact that um changes in landscape. Yeah. <laughs> on the female body uh probably impact the uh, the uh woman more than it does the man things that were overly important to us when we were young especially as young men become not quite as important as we age and it's more about the personality the relationship mentally physically of course is still a part of it but uh, mentally and emotionally um, and of course one of the things that I was drawn to was Sharon which is still the same today (laughs) is her bubbling personality and her, her great out, laugh. And her great infectious <laughs> yeah, laugh. Yeah. That you can hear from across the stadium. 
<laughs> yes, you can. You can know when I'm somewhere. And, oh, Sharon's here already. <laughs> and her fabulous, um, optimistic outlook on life. And yeah. uh, so, yes, there was, a, I think, a little bit of a shock at one point in time, whatever, but it wasn't enough to scare me away. So, 18 years later, I'm still here. Yes, and I'm Yay. thankful for that. So, and I also wanted to talk about just the support that that my husband has given me through these last 18 years as we have put together Breast Friends because we literally met in July of 2000 and started dating and we never stopped. And then fast forward just a month uh, later, we came up with the concept of Breast Friends and for the next year, very uh, diligently uh, worked on the the uh, the project, and the funny thing was, should should we talk about that that day? Oh, that uh, totally, yeah. Day? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were at the. Um, it was kind of like our coming out party in a way because it was at the big Coleman um, uh, race for the cure. They had a health expo the two days before the race, and Vern was a supporter even back then. He's sitting on a cooler in our first public booth uh, and uh, folding these brochures that are just hot off our home computer, you know, printer. <laughs> and you've come a little way since then. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Uh, listening to all of what was going on uh, with Becky and I. And Becky's standing on one side of the table and I'm standing on the other. And we're just trying to attract people coming by and tell them about Breast Friends. And at the end of the day, he said, do you remember what you said, Vern? <laughs> you said, do you know you guys are actually telling a different message? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, two different stories. Two different <laughs> stories. And we're like, what? How could that possibly be? Because we literally had met every single week for a year Mm -hmm. kind of leading up to this, you know, creating <laughs> our materials and making sure we were on the same page and we took classes and a bunch of stuff. We met every single week. And how could we possibly be really telling a different message? Yeah, two well, different messages. Sharon's telling one thing when people when we'd say, what is breast friends? She'd tell one thing. And I was telling a completely different thing. And it was like, whoa. You know, we didn't realize we were doing that <laughs> until Vern pointed it out. Thanks, Vern. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, when we, after we got over the shock of that, <laughs> we decided that absolutely breast friends is actually both of those things because I was the patient that was originally diagnosed and I wanted to make sure that I could help patients. Becky was that friend that. Um, didn't necessarily didn't have a feel, clue. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't feel yeah. like she maybe stepped up the way um, she could have, and so she was really concerned about the family and friends, making sure we taught them how to not do the same things that she had done. And so, bottom line is, our our message was a little different. But Breast Friends is all of that. And That's we right. do it in many different ways. We do it from one-on-ones to groups. And then Becky is a master at the big stage. Aww, so thanks. we're telling 
we're telling the message in different ways, but basically it is the same message. But it was kind of an awakening <laughs> today, wasn't it, Becky? He was sitting there quietly all day long, just holding and observing. And then, you know, Vern doesn't talk a lot, in case you haven't noticed yet. But <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot. But when he does, it's pretty important. So, you know, it's like, whoa. Anyways, Vern, I have a question for you. Um, I want to ask you, I know you didn't go through Sharon's um, frontline journey with her when she was going through the battle. But Chelsea, Sharon's daughter, was recently diagnosed, and you watched Sharon go through Chelsea's battle with her. What was that like for you? Uh, <clears throat> well, scary for one thing, because we know and love Chelsea, and uh, you're always worried about the outcome, and you don't know what the outcome's going to be up front. Right. <clears throat> but I thought of any person that... Um, should be there with her daughter, uh, no one better to be there than her mother, Sharon, who has been a staunch supporter and advocate and um, uh, rally team. I mean, <laughs> if anything that Sharon does, she helps people bring up their spirits during this period of time when you're nervous, scared, afraid, unsure, and, uh, and and you need that cheer, cheerleader. You, you need somebody to bring the positive things back to your mind. Right, right. And just being an advocate, too, because, again, being mom is is hard. It's, it's, I think it was harder for me being mom and and taking a back seat rather than kind of helping my my people along that I work with one on one. But you know, having your daughter go through it is a, definitely a different thing. So I just wanted to make sure that my husband Vern knows that I appreciate him kind of supporting me through all of that too, because I basically was gone for a month at a time, three different times. So it was, it's been kind of a crazy journey, but we're, we're on the other side of that, yeah, which is side. great. And Chelsea's <clears throat> doing great now. So yeah, yay. Yeah. Well, Vern, thank you so much for all the support that you've given to Breast Friends over the years. He's been great at hauling stuff around and <laughs> just kind of being there when hanging shelving units in our office, just all pretty much been stuff. there yep. for all kinds of things that we need. So thank you, Vern, so much. Um, really appreciate you. You're, you're Happy very, very Valentine's welcome. Day, honey. Well, thank you. It's been an interesting and a very uh, gratifying process to watch as Breast Friends has grown over the years and, um, and all the people that they have helped and supported throughout those years. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Well, well now Vern, we get to introduce Bill, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. And I'm really excited because he's sitting in the studio right across from me, and I'm looking at his cute little face. And, you know, over the years, we've been married for, how, gosh, what are, thir- almost 38 years? 38 yeah. years coming up in May. In fact, we were married on May 17, 1980. And for those of you who know your uh, history and geography at all, You'll know that on May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens blew up, and we still get the blame for that all these years later. <laughs> Must have been quite but, a honeymoon, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I want to just also thank my husband for being here today. He's been so supportive. You know, I've been through this so many times, and he's been supportive. He's been a real trooper the whole time. Um, I remember when I was first diagnosed he had plans to go to a meeting up in Seattle called Promise Keepers, and there's like 65,000 men. And when I came home with my initial diagnosis, which I had came out of the blue, I 
Bill, you know, had offered right then. He goes, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I should stay home with you. And and I said, honey, there is nowhere I'd rather have you be than with sixty five thousand men all praying for their families. So you go, um, do that, <laughs> and then come home. And you know, I'm so glad that 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 worked out um, because he did come home, and it was it was a wonderful reunion. So I'm not going to give all the stories away, but I do want to introduce my husband to you. This is Bill. Hi, honey. Hi, little love. (laughs) (laughs) This is very awkward, I'm sure, right? (laughs) So, um, so Bill, why don't you just take a second, introduce yourself, tell people what you like to do, and, you know. Well, sometimes, um, this is Valentine's Day, so it's easy to think about love right now. And sometimes we meet someone and we share a connection. It goes stronger Mm -hmm. and more beautiful over time (laughs) until... One day we realize we simply can't imagine being with anyone else because we feel so complete, like the way I feel about you right now. Sounds like a Hallmark card. Sometimes sometimes we get love right. Yeah, sometimes we do. So, and I'm very thankful. Bill and I have five kids together and um, just, we've just... You know, it's been it's been a good time. So, Bill, I want to kind of sh- ask you a couple little quick things. You know, when when we went through this together, um, we still we have five kids, but four of or three of them were still at home. One was in college, one was up in Seattle. But what was that like for you to go through that with the kids? Because I, I know that was that was a hard time. Well, um, there's a lot of dynamics in a family with uh, five children, and all of them with incredibly strong personalities. And sometimes competitive personalities, as I recall. I hmm, wonder where they get that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was a, a beautiful time because the the shock of having your diagnosis at a young age really uh, helped us focus on what we thought was most important. And, and of course, um, loving you and helping you through this was the most important thing that came to our minds. And one of the things I believe then and still believe now is that reducing stress in a marriage or in a family uh, really helps people heal or overcome problems. And we sat down as a family, our little children, and looked each other in the faces. And, and of course, they wanted to know, what can we do? And there are things you can do. And one of the first things that came to our minds was, let's reduce the stress. So physically, uh, visually in the house, we wanted to keep things in, in order you know, make sure that the home looked clean, and that was always something important to Becky, but hard to do with five kids running five different directions. Yeah, the idea of uh, looking clean is shoving everything under the bed, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, hey. And the other thing was uh, just just uh, bringing down the uh, the opportunities that kids can find sometimes to argue with each other. Or um, I just remember the stress level was something we all wanted to bring down and make um, the home just a little more calm and restful for Becky. And I think that helped a great deal that first time around. It as we did. It. it did. And it was kind of funny because, see, I didn't know he'd had that conversation with them about keeping things clean and then not fighting until one day they were starting to get into a little something. I don't even remember which child it was, but one of the boys said to one of the other two, you guys, shh, we have to keep the, the noise down. We don't want to stress mommy. And I'm going, what? <laughs> that and it's not the boys it's the arguing that's that can be really it's like what are you fighting over the last glass of chocolate milk who cares you know share it whatever anyway so um so bill thank you for that because I, i do remember feeling a lot less stressed during that time and and it is hard you know when you're in the midst of chemo and mine was stage three so my battle was pretty tough 
Um, but to have somebody there kind of keeping the peace in the family was really, really wonderful. And um, so I, I know that you did some really nice things for me, too. You had this little mantra. Do you remember the mantra that you used to chant? Well, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it began right then, but I remember saying, be nice to Bunny, be nice to Bunny. That's her nickname, uh, Bunny Love. Has always been her name, and so um, sounds like a stripper. When, <laughs> well, Maybe that was wishful thinking on your part, Bill. Right? Yeah, that started when I was about eight and a half months pregnant. Oh. So probably not. Probably not. Then okay. Remember, um, with her hair loss, which was um, something that Becky had, I, I think had to adjust to. Um, she had this beautiful head. I really. <laughs> I mean, really, it was just the beautiful, soft skin, and uh, and so I'd rub some lotion on her head sometimes, and just that mantra, if you want to call it that, it's be nice to Bonnie, be nice. and she would become very calm, and it would just be relaxing to her, uh, but I did love her beautiful, bald head. I, re- I honestly <laughs> never did. said that to me. Well, I, was, should I shave it? <laughs> it, it wouldn't bother yeah. uh, it, She has a beautiful shaped head, so you don't see that with all of us hair that she has so yeah, um, that was, was a, a nice feature that I learned to adore yes my girl well that that is awesome and you know when I went through cancer the second time I was getting ready to speak at the Coleman survivor luncheon and um it was kind of funny because I had this speech lined up and I had just gotten diagnosed I was in treatment and I said to Bill, I said, you know, I'm going to wear a wig, and at the end of my speech, I'm going to say, don't wait for life to be perfect to do what you want to do with it, because right about then, life's going to throw you a curveball. And I said, and right then, I'm going to pull off my wig and show him all my bald head. And and my hair hadn't fallen out yet. And he says, well, what happens if your hair doesn't fall out? And I said, well, I'll have to shave it then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Justin was much easier the second time but um but it did fall out so it wasn't an issue but yeah but it never was, fails does it it's like ah now he was he's been there all the time and um i'm so thankful bill for for you and for all the support you've given me and the kids over the years happy valentine's happy day valentine's to you, buddy. all right <laughs> all right um well i think we're getting probably close to going out on a break i haven't been watching anything sharon yeah, or we are in time, so do you want to go out on break then? Yeah. We'll go ahead and take a break, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Happy Valentine's. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card. 
that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about love connections and cancer. Um, our next guests are Allison and Mark Hancock. Allison, let's start with you. You there? Yes, I am. Great. So, what was it? Um, what was it like to have uh, be diagnosed and then have to know that you had to tell your husband and your children that that was just oh, that must have been horrible. It was horrible. Um, I was diagnosed in um, 2004, and I had um, to tell my husband on his birthday. Um, I was oh, diagnosed no. um, on November second, 2004, oh. and um, the unfortunate thing, my boys were with me in the doctor's office when I found out that I had had breast cancer, Ugh. And that was just devastating for me. They were three and four at the time, and um, I just didn't know what to do. Um, so I you know, stayed in the um, examining room for a while until I could get my composure and then um, got in the car, and my boys were with me, and they knew that I had been crying, and they didn't really know what was going on. They just knew Mommy had gotten some sad news. Um, right, right. But to, to have to share that with my husband on his birthday was very difficult and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had been married 10 years, and he supported me and loved me and encouraged me all the way through. And, wow, that's um, wonderful. That's, you know, very important to me to have that love and encouragement from my husband, you know, especially going through something like that. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I lost and, my mom a year before, and not having her around was even more difficult but just to having the you know the love and the support of my husband was you know a truly a blessing it was everything absolutely and mark when you heard the news um wow how did how did you feel about that well i mean it's it's hard to remember all of that stuff i mean it certainly there's going to be a measure of shock you never expect something like that to happen to you and and it's always cancer or breast cancer is something you think that's going to happen after you're older. And, right. uh, and so to have it happen when you're having two preschool kids just was not on my radar screen. <laughs> um, not at all, I bet. Yeah. So what would you, it, what would you say uh, your biggest, I mean, you, biggest, what were your it, biggest it, challenges it, through that? You said what? 
Well, what were your biggest challenges during that time? Well, for us, it, it, to me, the biggest thing to me was the logistics that I remember. I mean, we have two preschool kids. Uh, we're living in Connecticut. Our family's in Texas. And so there's just a lot of things to take care of during that time. Um, fortunately, we had a really good supportive church. And, um, and then when Allison was going through radiation, my parents offered to come up and take care of the kids when we had to do that every day. Um, it was wonderful to have that support, but still, you know, it, there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, I bet. So how did you cope? How did you deal with your own emotions throughout this? Obviously, you're trying to be strong for Allison, but how did you kind of deal with your own emotions through this? Well, um, I mean, I think when anything like this happens, there's this temptation to try um, uh, to control and wrestle things, take the bad and wrestle it back to good. Um, but my experience is that that never seems to work out the way that you want it to. Um, Mm -hmm. there's, there's way more things that are outside of your control than are, are inside of your control. Uh, so to me, you just focus, you've, you've got to have, be able to focus on the things that you can do and not get too focused on the things that you can't. Uh, fortunately we have. Uh, a lot of things that helped us in that. Um, we have a real strong faith foundation, and um, to be able to um, to trust God for the things that we can't control and take responsibility for the things we can uh, relieves a lot of that burden. Right. Um, I think one of the really one of the things that helped me cope through each of my um, chemotherapy treatments is Mark. Um, did something special to me to um, to mark that um, that goal of okay I have one treatment down and because I, I had eight rounds of chemo and so after each chemo treatment he would do something very special uh, for me. Do you want to share that, honey? What you did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I had been reading um, in the Bible about how when the Israelites walked through the Red Sea, um, God told them to take some stones up from the sea to remember what they'd gone through. So uh, what I did is she really liked these Dimdaco angels. So for every uh, treatment, I got her an angel, and I wrote a special note uh, encouraging her during that time. So she got the encouragement right then, but she also had, she has a shelf, and she has a memory for her whole life of, you know, getting through that. Mm, that's beautiful. Oh, I just got goosebumps all over the place. Mark, yep. that is so sweet. And Allison, I'll bet that's a treasure that you just brings back memories every time you look at it, I'll bet. Oh, it does. I look at it every day, and each of the angels is is very special, you know, like the angel of light, the angel of hope, the angel of prayer. And the last mm. one was the angel of celebrate. Uh, where oh, the great! Angel is holding yes. her arms, so, you know. So, are there special method. angels? Each angel has a has a defined purpose. Is that right? Uh-huh. That's so cool! 
Wow. Well, Mark, you you're a very romantic and wonderful fellow. So let me. Can I ask you a question here? What sure. what tips can you share that that kept your life your love alive through this whole thing? Besides the angels, I mean that's good enough right there. But but I have a feeling there's probably more in there that you did. So can you share what just any tips you well, have that might help when our it audience? Comes down to it is there's um I mean love is about giving right. Um, mm-hmm. God even said in the verse that pretty much everybody knows, for God so loved the world that he gave, okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, love is something you have, but it's something that gets reinforced by giving of yourself. And Allison mm-hmm. is constantly giving to me, and, you know, I try to give some measure of that back to her. And I think that that there, that shared experience that um, selflessness, um, you know, just creates a continuing foundation that builds up. Um, Absolutely. I definitely think that communication, you know, being honest and open with each other and communicate your feelings. I know sometimes um, a lot of men can't communicate their feelings of love. You know, they'll say, well, I told you, you know, 30 years ago I I loved you (laughs) at, at the altar and um, nothing has changed. But, you know, I just think hearing it and showing it and uh, showing your love for your partner, for your, you know, for your spouse is, you know, is an, is an encouragement. And know that they love you and that they support you. And uh, one of the things is, you know, never go to bed angry. Never go to bed um, holding any bitterness in your heart. Um, that's and I that's think, always a good you know, one. That's what's kept our love alive for almost 24 years. We'll be married 24 oh. years in April. Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> and, and every um, night that I'm home, I give her a kisser and tell her I love her before, yeah. you know, before I close my eyes. And having great. two boys who really didn't know what was going on during that time. Um, now they can reflect back and know, you know, what I had gone through, and um, they're very supportive of me. I, you know, work at Breast Friends, and they're they're helping and helping at the golf tournament, and supporting, and even um, telling others in their school about what I do. And if anybody, you know, has any um, questions or they know of anybody who's going through breast cancer, they know where where they can direct them to call. Which That's is a huge, great. you know, encouragement and just seeing them shine and seeing them, you know, grow up to be young men. Yeah. And you, and they are wonderful, wonderful young men. They've been so helpful. And, you know, sometimes when, when people offer their kids to come and volunteer for something, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 what are we getting into? Yeah. <laughs> but her kids are right, actually right. really gifted <laughs> so, <laughs> right. and very helpful and very respectful. So they've been great. And for our audience listeners who may, I think you, you've heard from Allison before. Um, she was on our Best of Breast Friends show. But Allison is our brand new executive director, and we're really excited. She She's stepping into a role to kind of relieve me of some of the things that I've been doing, and um, she's been she's been wonderful. So, congratulations to you for that, Allison. And oh, thank Mark, you. Just... I'm so looking forward to it and seeing <laughs> the continuing growth of Breast Friends and yeah. the impact that well, we thanks. can you know have yeah. on each woman's life. 
Well, I want to ask you one more question about your kids before we we let you guys go. And that is, now I know when you when you were diagnosed, you took your kids, they were three and four, you took them with you to the doctor's office, but they didn't really know what was going on. They just knew that you were sad. When did you actually tell them and how did you guys tell them? I, I don't mean, I remember. Don't, um, I, I think, you know, remember. they just knew that mommy was, was sick. Uh, and they knew mm-hmm. that mommy was going to lose her hair, and I would be tired, but, you know, I, I would get through it. You know, I have pictures of them with my bald head and big smiles in their faces, and, and um, you know, they just knew, knew mom. You know, they didn't, yeah. I don't think it really phased them that I had hair or I didn't have hair. That's good. They weren't in that that difficult stage where they get embarrassed. (laughs) Right, right. Yes, they weren't embarrassed. I think the breast cancer was so much a part, became part of our life story um, that, and like she said, with the honesty, um, you know, if there was any, any, if there was a question, they would ask us, but it was so much a part of what our life story was that they kind of grew up with it. I don't know if you asked them when they found out, they would probably say they always knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. You know, and that's always a tough thing to know when, when to tell the kids. Um, Sharon, when you went through your cancer back in 1993, how old were your kids? You had, you had Chelsea and then you had your two yeah, step kids, Chelsea, right? How old were they all? Chelsea was nine and uh, she was like, ultra responsible at that point in her life Mm. um and then she kind of became you know in her own thinking you know like she had to protect me and um then I had uh Ben who was um four years older so 13 and then Brie was um 15. Yeah Yeah. and and so how did you do you remember how you told them because, you know, it's kind of an age-appropriate thing, I realize. And their kids were, your kids were little, you know, three and four. But, Sharon, your kids were older. So what was what was that like telling them? You know, I'm kind of, I don't really remember that either. Um, I, I think it was, we were just like right up front with them, kind of the same sort of thing. It was like, um, the, the thing is that was scariest for me was, um, my husband at the time, Jeff, so Chelsea's father, um, his mom was going through cancer at the same time. And actually, she was dying of cancer at the same oh, time. So I did not I, know that. Yeah. So I think that was probably the hardest thing was separating what I was going through versus what she went through. Because, again, uh-huh. it was... Um, probably extra scary for the kids because of course they were going to lose their grandma because of that and had just lost their great grandma a few years before that of breast cancer. Mm. So for all of us, really, you know, I I don't know that we knew that I was going to be okay because everyone I had ever known who'd had cancer had died. So mm. it was probably scarier than I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that I, now that I talk yeah, about one thing it, I would like, like to tell the uh, listeners if if you are going through cancer with you know with a son or a daughter or or a um, 
sibling uh, that has um, family, we do have a couple of great resources at Breast Friends, uh, tools for teens, for teenagers, and then when mom has cancer. A great yes. resource uh, that you can share with your children, and um, it'll help you guide you, you know, what to do and what to say to your children. And this is why she is our executive director. Yes, <laughs> Good stuff. job, Allison. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, that's very those, true. And those are great resources. Some too. of that. And I think some of that's actually on the website, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, just real quick, because we only have a, about a couple more minutes until our, our break, and we have another um, guest couple coming on. But I, I wanted to share, when, when my kids were um, told, we had a daughter at home who was about 15, and then my boys who were 11 and 12. And we told the, my daughter first, Beth, um, just to kind of let her know. But we were, because mine was so advanced, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen and we didn't well you never know exactly what's going to happen but we kind of wanted to wait until we had a little more information like what the diagnosis actually was and all of those things so when we first found out I told Beth pretty quickly I think after that but the day we told our sons we were sitting on, we were all sitting on a couch watching this movie pirate movie with Gina, somebody, some Davis, whatever her name is. Anyway, I was started crying, and my son, my youngest son, Micah, looked at me and he says, "Mommy, why are you crying?" And I said, "Cause the sun's in my eyes." I was just making something up. So he went over and shut the blinds, and then he came back, and I was still crying. And he goes, "Okay, why are you really crying?" <laughs> and so, so we stopped. We told him to pause the movie. I didn't want to disrupt anything, and I just said, "Well, you know, mommy's, mommy's." sick and I'm going through some medical treatment and you know we kind of just laid it out there but you know it's hard to know when to tell the kids and what to say specifically so um, we kind of took the approach that you know mommy's sick and she's going to be on some medicine that's going to you know make her better but it's going to make me tired and it's probably going to make my hair fall out but that just means it's working and I'm in good hands with my doctors and you know you can't Mm -hmm. promise a child that everything's going to be okay because sadly sometimes it's not but it's okay to say you know we're doing everything we can mommy's in super good hands she's got a great doctor and they're doing everything they can to make mommy well again and i i think that's a fair a fair thing to say because if you and promise it's healthy it's for fun. children to see you know their parents cry and you know that yeah. sheer emotion because yeah. uh, it's healing and it and, and and you know we're we're human and we are gonna you know be fearful we're gonna be you know sad we're gonna be happy uh, but right. not to hide those emotions from your children or from your family so many women so many women hide those feelings and um, it just eats them up and they're doing more damage to themselves right, than others right. yeah. so true. Mark you had one last thing too. Because uh-huh. uh, um, because the kids, if they hear something sad and they don't see mommy sad, you know, it just, you know, I think being, like Allison said, being open and honest, knowing, you know your kids, I mean, and, and you know what you can say, but, um, you know, they want to see the whole thing, right? Right. Right. Well, thank you guys for being well, on the on the show. We got to yeah. take a break now. Yeah, happy, happy Valentine's Day, Day honey, to you too. Thank you for your love so and support. Enjoy you. enjoy your day together. Thank you, Valentine. Happy Valentine's okay. Day, sweetie, and the same okay. for you, Sharon and Becky. Thank you. Talk to you thank soon. Thank you. All right, okay. guys. All righty. 
Okay, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We've been talking about love connections and cancer and how to actually get through your cancer um, with your loved ones. So we have Yvonne and Mark with us. Yay. Hi, sweetheart. Another Mark. Hello. <laughs> we have We're another Mark. Well, this is the land of Marks. Yep. <laughs> well, it's so well, funny. You know, some said- of- oh, go ahead, Yvonne. I was going to say, it's so funny because you actually separated us, which, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, my love connection's in the other room now. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some of you may know Yvonne's voice from some of our previous episodes because Yvonne is our very most favorite uh, guest host that we have on occasion. So she always does a great job. And so having them on our show today was just made perfect sense. So, yes. Yvonne, I have a question for you. When when you found out that you had cancer and you had to tell your beloved Mark 
what was he like when, when you first had to tell him that? How did well, he handle that? Our story was a little bit different because we were actually together when I got the news. We had gone to a football game, of all things, um, trying to distract ourselves from what was happening in our world. You know, you you know that you've been been put into the the line of fire, but until you hear the words, you have cancer, you kind of go into denial. And we'd come home from the game and and there was a message on the phone to call the doctor regardless of what time of day it was, which is never a good thing. And so we called and I clearly remember, and this is probably one of the most vivid memories from that time for me, is the doctor saying to me, you know, I'm so sorry, but, you know, you, you have cancer and she went on to say those big words that you know now roll off my tongue but at the time were i equate it to charlie brown's school teacher going wah 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 yeah because i, <laughs> I honestly so common and, and mark was standing right next to me and i looked at him and i just handed him the phone and mm-hmm. he took the phone from me and in that instant um, he became my partner you know, it wasn't just me hearing the, no- the, the, the the incredible news, but but he took the role of taking that on his shoulders to hear the information when I couldn't hear it. Right. So mm. you know, I it was wow. it was an amazing start to our journey, and and sweetheart, I I always am so grateful that that's how we he, we started this together. You know, in so many ways. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep, together. Always together. So, Mark, what was that like for you when you heard that news from the doctor? Oh, same thing. I mean, yeah. you know, you're it's you, you you heard a lot of wah 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 she's talking about, but <laughs> but, but I was a little more clear headed, mm-hmm. I guess. But you know, I'm going through the same emotions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go through all the same emotions. You don't go oh, yeah. through the physical portion, but the mental portion, you're right there. You're going yeah. through all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what was the biggest challenge for you when Yvonne was diagnosed? Oh, uh, I always go back to my biggest challenge being, you know, I'm a, I'm a male, so obviously, the first thing I want to do is, you know, go out and get my metaphorical toolbox and fix, fix it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yep. but yeah, but uh, quickly, very quickly learned that uh, Yvonne needed her tra- team of doctors, friends, family, breast friends. She mm-hmm. needed her team. I was obviously an important part of that team, but I still had the role of husband, but my responsibilities, I had to mm-hmm. alter my responsibilities to, mm-hmm. to let some of that go. And that was, it was at first kind of hard, but then once I got used to it, right. I understood that yeah. she needed, you know, I couldn't fix it. So right. she needed uh, the other support groups. And yeah. Such. And yeah. that's, a, that's a hard thing yeah. for the guys, yeah. because I think that when you say that you're speaking on behalf of all men, I think they... They all want to fix it. I think so. But they can't. So how did you get support for what you were going through at that time? Well, um, honestly, my biggest support was Yvonne. Yeah. Yeah. We leaned on each other. And yeah, I mean, again, she was going through the physical portion part of it, but we were both going through it mentally. Yeah. So we leaned on each other real heavily. Yeah. And same thing, friends, family, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about it. You know, I remember, you know. Talking a lot, just sitting out in the back porch, just talking to myself, just letting Aww. it out. <laughs> not in a bad way, but yeah. you know, just you know, you have to let it out. Somehow. You got to let yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know it's 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 not easy. Yvonne, what, what were you going to say? Well, and I was going to add to you know when Mark says it that fixing me, um, there was a a really important turning point in in our 
journey with this process. And that was, you know, on a, uh, on a scale of one to 10, my husband is the best fixer in the world. Mm. And he, well, he does work for the electric company. He, he so does. And, and, you know, he's, poles. <laughs> but, but, but really he's a problem solver. And for him, that was how he approached, you know, being helpful for me. And, what would happen oftentimes is that like so many women, I would have a, you know, complete and total meltdown and be crying. And and his instinct in terms of reacting to that was to say, don't worry, honey, it's going to be okay. You know, you have this, this, and this going on. This is going to make this better. And in his mind, he was fixing me by offering me that encouragement, which, which is how men do that. Right. But there was a moment when, um, Everything was great, and we were sitting down, and I can remember him saying, what can I do to help you? And I think he was thinking, can I take the garbage out? Can I, you know, (laughs) can I do something? He's got a big smile on his face right now. (laughs) Tangible. And I looked at him, and I said, when I start to cry or get angry or express fear or any of these wax-a-doodle emotions that are going on in my world right now, the best thing you can do for me is to just let me be and let me process through this. And if that means, you know, ugly snot crying on your shoulder for five minutes, <laughs> then that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And he got it. And I have to say that I, I, right then and there, he looked at me and I could just, I could just tell. And the next time it happened, and, and I laugh because we just recently had another incident where I was snot crying on his shoulder again. <laughs> and he just wrapped his arms around me mm-hmm. and just let me cry. Mm-hmm. And when I got all done, he just smiles. And he's like, are you, are, are you okay? Better now? And better now. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah. And, you know, whether I was going through cancer or, or having, you know, a similar episode recently, um, I think it was a huge relationship lesson that we both learned and and I've always cherished and loved you for that my sweet husband you (laughs) You know what the constant theme I'm kind of hearing through all the different men that have talked is you know they can't fix this but you can still be that supportive link that we need so much in our lives just that that hug and like Yvonne described the would you call it the snot covered snot crying that's some pretty serious so it's it's yeah. so important I think for all of our listeners out there to just really understand men we need you just for your strength and your and your love and your care we don't need you to fix it because you really can't that's why we have the medical team but you can still fix our broken hearts in the process so right. that's really what this is about today and why we kind of chose to do this on Valentine's Day because it's all about hearts and love, right? So, Absolutely. So that's what that's what we're, the message we're trying to communicate to all the men that are listening to this show. And ladies, if you have a man who needs to listen to this show, just say, hey, you should listen to this. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this will be on again tonight at 9 um, p.m. Pacific, but it's also going to be aired, um, you know, it's going to be housed in our archives after that. So you can listen to it anytime you want to. So, um, Mark, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I know that you, um, well, first I'm going to ask you, yeah, we got a couple more minutes here. So first off, what tips do, did you do to keep your love alive during that time? Anything special? Well, first of all, I think we we had a strong foundation to begin with. Before mm-hmm. we got the news, mm-hmm. we had a strong foundation, so we just kind of built off of that. So mm-hmm. 
Um, we chose to be positive about this. Look at the positives, mm-hmm. and and you know, I mean, our love is stronger. We, I think, I look back now. I think right now, I I, I tell her I love her a lot more if mm-hmm. I see her. Those words are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I, you know, we touch a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. even if we're I'm passing, we just I'll yeah. touch out, touch her on the fanny or the shoulder, <laughs> the you know, something. We touch. We do a lot of touching like, if we pass. We don't pass without lovely. at least looking at each other or mm-hmm. touching each other. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. And what's this about a special necklace? I heard about this yeah. necklace. Tell me, oh, he's going to show me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, tell me. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Tell me about that. Well, you got to well, tell the backstory, honey, of why you made it. You yeah. got to do it kind of quickly. No, okay, real, real quickly. Um, I was going to, uh, I wanted to shave my head like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he wants to crying real no. bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Aunt suggested uh, making a necklace. Her dad uh, made necklaces. So she said she suggested making a necklace. So uh, Yvonne's dad got me this uh, turquoise stone. It's and a I made large this. turquoise, beautiful, kind yeah. of rough stone. Yes. Yeah. And I made this. And this was my power I have, color. Yep, yep. And it the, the only time it's been off in seven years is to change this cord. Otherwise, oh, it has not wow. been off. Wow. It's been on for eight years. Or and go. so he pulled that out from under his T-shirt so yeah. I could see it. Yeah. So you're keeping it close to your heart. Oh, awesome. Can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's there. That's, that is really incredible. And so, Yvonne, go ahead. And Becky, I was going to say that, you know, it's kind of a reminder for both of us that it wasn't just me that had cancer. You know, I carry around the the, um, the residual mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. having had cancer, um, mm-hmm. having had a bilateral mastectomy. You know, I have constant reminders of my cancer. And Mark has this necklace around his neck. And I think for him, that's his reminder of not only what we went through, the the struggles we went through, but also the strength that we drew from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. strength, yeah. we when I hug him, I feel the necklace between us. It's like that connection. It's big enough for those oh. of you who can't see it. It's a large enough stone that you know we can we can feel it when we hug each other. And there have been many instances when we've we've shared the fact that that necklace for him was the way to keep me close to his heart. So I have to share something cute. When you were saying that just now, Mark was tapping the the necklace. And he had a big smile on his face. He was tapping it like there's my Yvonne right there. So I, I totally get it. And I'm I'm going to cry. <laughs> I guess I was really lucky to get Mark in my room today. So, so you guys, what a, what a tremendous um, love story you have. And Yvonne also works for Breast Friends. She's our patient yeah. outreach coordinator. And she's doing a great job. So... So for our listeners, if you really ever need support, if you call the Breast Friends office, you're either probably going to talk to Sharon or Yvonne or maybe Allison, maybe me. Um, you know, we're, we're all here to support you. But we want to thank you, Mark and Yvonne, Absolutely. for coming in, sharing your story with Absolutely. us. Wish you both a tremendous happy yes. Valentine's Day. I hope you have happy fun Valentine's plans. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Happy Valentine's Day, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you, guys. Well, we want to kind of, we don't want to go off the air without giving a little plug to our show show and no you have to stay here because they'll hear you take all that stuff off so you have to stay right right here okay (laughs) he's never been on our program and you can hear everything anyway um but we do want to let our our listeners know that we do have a brand new breast friends app it's available in the app store 
as well as on Google Play. If you download the app, you can either just visit as a guest, but you can participate more fully if you register and it's basically your name and your email. And then that way you can post questions, you can answer questions in our community. It's a brand new app, so um, we really would love to see our our readers and our users of the app increase. If you need any support um, in the future, go to breastfriends.org. There's all kinds of information. There's also a donate button so we can keep our show going. And we love that. So, um, And also to let you know, we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hennepin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.